focusing on an emerging generation of kings. All right. So let's go to 2 Samuel. I preached from 1 Samuel. Um, sorry, 1 Chronicles earlier. All our messages are available on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So do ensure that you just go to Kings Connect, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to all the messages. And I mean, five years. God has been good. We still run into services from our second year. So in our archives, we have preacher services every Sunday. I like to understand. We have about 500 messages, something like that. 400 messages. Thank you, God, for inspiration. So you can binge listen. Listen. Second Samuel chapter six. It's quite long, so I can exhaust the thought, but we'll establish a couple of things. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, thirty thousand. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Bale Judah. Bale or Bale? Who's Bale? But Bale is the chief. Alright. So sometimes the Bale is the Bale. So, okay, that's why we do Bale. Bale is some the Baba of the Ile, the father of the land, Babaile. Bale is the father of the house, Babaile. So you do Bale, you do Bale. You do bill. So you can escape the prison. <laughs> do, do we get it? Mrs. Pepple, do you get it? Alright. So that's, you see, God speaks in mysterious ways. So he got those men to bring up from there the ark of God whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts who dwells between the cherubim. The cherubim are custodians of the presence of God. So we'll deal with that in the next series in October. They are not winged angels. They are dreadful creatures. They, they are not, they don't look, they're not, they're not human. They are, they're enchantingly, terrifically beautiful. But they are also dreadful and fearful because they are not humans. They have six wings. Um, and then, sorry, the seraphim have six wings. The cherubim, they have eyes all around them. They are like wheels within wheels. They are not, don't think about human beings like this. They are wheeled beings. So they have eyes in every direction, every creature. So they are the carriers of the presence of God. God dwells in, but they are like God's bodyguards. So they set the ark of God in new card and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio. Now, when you read the first Chronicles 13 account, you're going to see that Uzzah put his hand to touch. And we see that in verse 6 here. Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God to touch it. 
and they took hold of it for the oxen stumbled verse 7 then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him therefore his arrow and he died there by the ark of God and David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah which means the breaking out against Uzzah to this day and David was afraid of the Lord that day and he said how can the ark of the Lord come to me so David will not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David but David took it aside into the house of Obed Edom the Gittite he wasn't playing guitar but it was a Gittite the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed Edom the Gittite how many months how many months how many months three months and the Lord blessed Obed Edom and all his house of verse 12 now I was talking David saying the Lord has blessed the house of Christian and devotion it is not the form of a man but is the prince of a being you understand that this God is real. That is not a figment of my imagination. So if you were to tell a, a, an artist to draw him, they can't draw him. Yet they can't withdraw from him. Because at a frequency in your intensity, in your spirit man, you can sense him. You can feel him. You, you know that he is there. That is not just your mind. That's why sometimes when you begin to worship or dance and praise like that, you feel goosebumps, right? You feel something in your body begins to respond to that level of consecration and devotion. And so because God could not be seen by canal people, the people needed a semblance or a representation of him. It's almost like this. How many of you were, you've ever been in love somewhere in love with somebody? Come on. Can you wave your hands to Jesus? Or you had feelings for somebody. Maybe, maybe uh, when I say you had feelings, I don't mean you were feeling your teeth for somebody because you had done too many things your teeth were not supposed to do and you need feelings. No, not, not, not that. I'm talking about emotional feelings for somebody. Now, you know that you love the person right and the person now jacked by the person traveled when you saw maybe the tie or the bangle or the token the person gave you you felt a sense of connectedness have you heard stories of little children who fall ill whenever their parents travel but sometimes they put the daddy's garments or coats on the boy the boy starts to get well so what's happening there intimacy is birthing therapy that's the intimacy, the familiar smells and sense of that. So the Ark of the Covenant was a token of God's presence. It was not God's presence, but it was a symbol of God's presence that God decided to put a dimension of his glory on so that whenever they engaged the Ark of the Covenant, the manifestations of God will be released to them. Are we getting this now? Are we here? In the book of Hebrews, the word makes it clear to us that, that there were certain things. Please help my sound. Something just went wrong. It was sounding very good before now. Hebrews chapter 9, 4 to 5 gives us what was in the Ark of the Covenant, but I don't want to get drawn in that direction because I might spend a lot of time because the teacher in me sometimes fights the prophet in me, sometimes fights the apostle in me, sometimes not fights, but I might get caught up in one stream of ministry and then leave you by 2 p.m. So, so I won't talk about So go study that. Study that Hebrews chapter 9, 4 to 5. But we also see in Revelation 11 verse 19, if you can give us that media, Revelation 11 verse 19, that the Ark of the Covenant was actually not an Old Testament thing. It was a God Testament thing. 
It was a pre-testamental reality of God, an intertestamental reality of God, a co-testamental reality of God. Big grammar. Let me just tell you what I'm saying. In other words, the Ark of the Covenant was not just something sequestered to the life and times of Moses. What Moses built as the Ark physically was actually a physical representation of what God actually has in heaven. Because in Revelations, now typically we say Revelation is what? New Testament. But it's actually post-testament. It's eternal testament because it reveals things before Christ was born. Lamb of God was slain from before the face of the earth. It reveals things that happened in the Old Testament. reveals things that happened in the New Testament and in the future times. So in Revelation, see what we see. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven. And the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple and there were lightnings noises thunderings and an earthquake and great hail so there's a temple in heaven do you know that when you offer praise and worship here if you do it in the spirit it registers in god's temple in heaven so it's not just, I'm just shuffling. No! There is a real, because you are a spirit being. I hope you know that. When you are born again, you are living in two realms. Your body is in Gap Studio, but your spirit is bridging the gap. Beyond the studio. So the state of your inner man is the representation of your being in the temple in heaven. Jesus is called the high priest of our salvation. It's not a metaphorical word. It's a real thing. Which means that he officiates in the temple in heaven. Come on somebody. So when we say shout and you shout out of either obedience or out of faith. It registers as instance. When we say dance it registers. The enemy robs us through familiarity. We're, we're so familiar. It's not present. Eh. But let's celebrate Lois today for this for the first time on the stage. Let's celebrate Lois today. Come on, don't get familiar. Proud of you. Right? So when, when you lead worship, there's a fragrance going on. But what I like here, because when you read, I believe it's uh, Revelation 5 verse 8 and 8 verse 4 where it says that the prayers of the saints instance arose and prayers of the saints and it said that there were lightnings, thunderings and earthquakes which are the manifestations of God's presence in the realms of the spirit and sometimes in the realms of men. Are we here? Now don't forget in Acts what happened that as Paul and Silas were singing hymns praising what happened? Give me our text, please. The Lord's text. There was an earthquake. You see that? In Revelation chapter 5, I think 5 verse 8. Can you get us that? And then I'll tie it up with this one. Revelation. Come on, come on. Where are you? Let me get it myself. I want to show you something, something. I want to show you. Anybody there yet? There's 8 verse 5, but there's one before chapter 8. Find it, find it, somebody find it. 
around the throne around the throne were 24 thrones people didn't know that people just like there's a throne of God they are, see eh? let me I know because when I worship there are things I see there are things I see and let me tell you some of the things I've seen sometimes when I'm in that realm I see hands there are beings that don't have bodies I've seen hands holding quills and writing things. I've seen assembly. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling goosebumps right now. I've seen assembly lines in the spirit, where there's a traffic of different angels and different beings. And the some of you know what I'm talking about. Maybe maybe the first time I'm being, I'm, you're hearing someone articulate what you see. So don't just think you see winged creatures. They are more unwinged and weird-looking creatures. Don't get stuck on what somebody in the 16th century was able to decode and interpret. Revelation is progressive. They are, they are, they are scribe spirits. They are sound spirits. They are color spirits. They are design spirits. I work a lot with music spirits and wisdom spirits and concept spirits. Are you following this? This month, your life will change just by the mystery of sounds and songs and strings. So there was a throne, and there are 24 thrones, and on the thrones, I saw <laughs> those that I don't even know what they look like 24 elders. Now, in eternity, there's no time, but in a time without time, so people are called Alagba. Do, do, just, just try. Just try. To, it's as in like the God we serve. Yeshua. Jehovah Elohim. Afrumi ando hon nahuple geto sivadis. Inosufri kandobala. The word says he dwells in the secret places of thunder. See, this is why, let me, let me, let me give you an example. You know in Hebrew it said, Come boldly before the throne of grace. Right? Why do you need boldness when you sit that in a room up by? I'm telling you, the first hundred years you are caught up in glory, after you leave this body, you're wow, wow, wow. <laughs> See, God, eh? Why is it taking his time? He says that in the future ages, he might show you the good pleasure of his will. He will kill you with enjoyment. You will resurrect again your spirit. <laughs> in a mouth speaking, just get what I'm saying. Better than martini? Some of you don't know where some of those things are coming from. You will know. May God give you a taste of that. May God give you an addiction to that place. May you live in that place. Not just in your spirit, in your consciousness. The place of the Ruach HaKodesh. Where one breath dissipates 20 years of addiction. 20 years of bitterness. 20 year, years of hurt. You've been trying to use therapy. Oh, see, get the therapy. This, this, eh? When you lie in this place and the waves of his glory are working on you. 
when the depths of his spirit come on you every burden becomes light as a feather that's why it's called the kabot it is heavy so he says come boldly before the because when, when should i come or not that place is so dreadful that for you to enter blood must be shed in the old testament was the blood of bulls and goats they could not enter without blood and the most holy place only one person could enter only one so that's why hebrew says see all of that is done now because we have a high priest this high priest he can lead us there because now there they live jesus the son you getting it he lives there said i go to a place to prepare a place for you my father's house there are many so you see this let us come boldly to the he's no longer the throne of judgment Not a for the believer is not a throne of judgment for the unbeliever is a throne of judgment but for Bukalas for Vives for Mrs. Peppos call your name for Araluas is a throne of grace why? when you stand in that place you will know there is nothing you could ever have done right to put yourself there the holiness of God will expose the tiniest lost in your life. The tiniest details. That, that thing of, hey, me, I'm not like them. Also, they're always sleeping and I'm not like them. That's arrogance. It's in me. I've never missed a tithe in my life. Then the scribes in charge of records will go and dig it out. 2018. You didn't miss a tie, but God said, give your pastor XYZ amount of money. He said, when I blew. Are you following? In the holiness of God, there is no human being that can stand without bowing. In that place, some of us will express that earlier this morning. It was so glorious. Trusting God for more of that, especially in the season. So let's come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and fine grace to help in so let's go back to revelation 11 where it says the temple in heaven was open uh, then the temple of god was opened where in heaven and the now how many of you know that almost all through the bible is called the ark of the covenant but in revelation it's called the ark of It's God's covenant. Stop trying to keep it for him. Covenant. See, God, if I worship you well, the yoke will break. Forget that. You're not worshiping for the yoke. You're worshiping for him. When you get lost in him, you will find everything you're looking for. Every, the wife any wife worth marrying is already in God. So explore God to locate her. Oh, you all didn't get that. Any husband worth marrying is in God. So lose yourself in God so you can find yourself and find the man that God has already found for you. 
And then you receive a divine instruction. Propose now. And you know propose. Pose is to position. Posture. Pro is for. So position for. Let me tell you guys something I prophesied. This month, no jokes. There are women here. The husband you've been praying for. You will find. You will, you will be found by him. I'm telling you, this month, you just see all those things you've been praying for, looking for, asking for, asking for, you will find them as we lose ourselves in worship and praise. Somebody shout yes! That was not a real shout from your belly, from your guts, from your inner man. Somebody shout yes! five your neighbor said bring back the ark i'm almost done now see that is that the ark of his covenant was seen where in his temple and there were lightnings noises thunderings that means god is not allergic to loud noise i know that there is a traditional sense of if god is in a place be quiet still there's a place for that but when you go to revelation there's a lot of shouting so those of you that don't like shouting ah where we are going oh my loud go i don't like shouting are you sure you want to be in heaven because even from the throne of god that we read he said that there were voices coming from the throne see hey when you hear the voice of God, it's not one voice. Say, You're gonna be hearing different bandwidths and frequencies and wavelengths of music. The God who says a dreadful God is a dreadful God. That's why the Bible says it's a it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands. So don't fall into the hands, fall at the feet. Don't fall into God's and lie at his feet. People that fell into his hands, Pharaoh, Herod, Judas, fall at his feet. So their thrones, 24 elders on their thrones. In other words, God is so secure, he's willing to give other people thrones around him. So an insecure leader that never wants any other person to rise. Of course, there's no throne like his throne. So in our text, they brought the ark. KMT, are you ready? KMT, are you ready? They brought the ark. Second Samuel. Don't see it if you are standing. Encourage me to. <laughs> second, second Samuel chapter 6. So David. He said this ark is a big deal. How many people did David gather? How many people? How many people? Second Samuel 6 verse 1. Come on guys. When we read the text, also pay attention, right? How many people? 
he gathered them. As we praise and worship this one, please gather the 30,000 pieces of your life. Pull them together. That part that is easily distracted, upset with God, angry, disappointed. How can I be clocking 35 and things have not happened in my life? I'll be 40 next year, two years time, three years time. God, what's going on? I'm 50 something now. Gather yourself. At what point do people gather up 30,000 men? War. But David took worship as seriously as he took war. He said this worship matter is a big deal. All the choice men show. He didn't just gather my, my people. 30,000 choice men. Now you don't need 30,000 people to carry an ark. But when you bring 30,000 people, you are saying this thing is such a big deal. I want everybody that is a choice person to know about it. So next week, don't come with just yourself. Oh, by the way, next week we're having breakfast service. So the setting is going to be quite different and the breakfast will be served. But not the last last. The don't cast one. There'll be real food, physical food. Yeah. So Mrs. Pebble, bring all your friends. Right? Breakfast. Go to breakfast service. And we're going to have a special guest called Ore Clark. One of, for me, one of the strongest vocalists emerging in the Gen Z millennial generation. Powerful woman of God. So bring people. David got all those people. 30,000 people. Choice men. And guess what they were doing? They were shouting. They were dancing. They were singing. Verse 5. They played music. Before the Lord. First Corinthians 13 said they played with all their might. So please, I know some of us cannot dance. If I was to rate myself on the dancing skill, I'll give myself four and a half. Slightly below average. I didn't quite make it to average. But I'll try. Use what I have. I'm doing my best. So I know some of you are, you know, you have two left legs. It's okay. No judgment. If it's jumping, use jumping to cover it. Oh. Uh, right? They dance with all their might. The Bible does not say they dance skillfully, which means not all of them were skillful dancers. But everybody had might. So deploy your might. Dance. Clap. If you're shy, no problem. Go to the back. And you didn't like this. Whatever you do, that's what all their might, string instruments, tambourines, all of that, and symbols, and then somebody touched it. Look at someone said, Don't touch God's glory. Don't do that. As we thank God, as we raise a voice to God, we're going to raise a shout now, and then we're going to go into 20 hot minutes of dancing, rejoicing, celebration. They brought that ark and they delivered it. Office, let me tell you something. Do you know that ark was in the guy's house called Abinadab for 20 years? Somebody say years. years. I love the energy. Say 20 years. years. In spite of all the 20 years, the guy didn't get one yes. No yes from God. Is there? You can give us. It's in Second Samuel. Sorry, First Samuel seven verse two. 
First Samuel 7 verse 2 had been there 20 years. The Bible does not chronicle or document any miracle that this all-powerful ark, right? Said it was there in Kaja Jerim or uh, what? A long time. So some people have been doing prison worship for a attending Thanksgiving services for a having memory verses for a but it's not the time it's the honor the worship so 20 years and the word says 20 years and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord so everybody lamented 20 years lamentation but another person 3 months Obededom the guy knew how to honor the presence he knew how to pay attention to what others would ignore and as he did that the word says God blessed Obed-Edom the first day he had been looking for children his wife just got pregnant he was wondering what happened who happened so I, I knew we did what we did in the secret place but we have done that thing for years this, this is now conjecture. Right? I'm just applying. It's not, this part is not in the Bible. So I'm going to put it on the social media. But they don't give birth a day after. I'm just saying things are happening. He planted seeds and crops. Planted seeds. And the next and bumper harvest. Boom, boom, boom. Somebody's account will receive alerts. Boom, boom, boom. To start popping up. Amen. One of his children had an illness. Boom. In three months. Guess what? No social media. No Instagram. No telephone. No journalism as we have it now. But the king heard. Now, Obed-Edom was not a high-ranking person. We'll talk about it maybe next week, some other weeks. Eventually becomes one of the gatekeepers, sharp guy. After they moved the ark to the temple, Obed-Edom became one of the in other words, eh? I will be as close to the ark as I can. But guess what? A normal, ordinary guy without much pedigree, the king heard about him. How large do you think the testimonies were? Imagine I was going to say Buhar. Imagine I don't even know which leader to use now. Imagine the queen of England. So all of a sudden, maybe you went to England and you had a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Things are happening for you in England yeah. as a student. How long do you think it will take for the queen to hear? So it's either the things were happening for such a long time I never graduated or the degree of the testimony was so heavy that the king heard about it. I prophesy as a prophet over this house. Dimensions of encounters and testimonies that are so ridiculous that they travel into the courts and the palaces of men. Receive them this month in the name of Jesus. Receive them this month in the name of Jesus. Receive them this month in the name of Jesus. For as many as have faith to believe, this month will not end without a significant testimony in your life. In the name of Jesus. 
We're going to shout out to the Lord and Kim's came to jump on. So help me move those things away. Are you ready? Are we ready to dance? Are we ready to praise? They heard about Obadiah's testimony, and then David said, Ah, bring the ark back. David didn't keep the ark in his house. David kept the ark in its place. Why? So that all of Israel will begin to enjoy the kind of testimony that Obed-Edom enjoyed. Don't get distracted, dummy pen. And please stop getting distracted. Distracted is a holy moment. It can wait, whatever it is, except somebody's about to drop dead. In which case, we can raise the person up. Don't be distracted. Fight that when we're praising and worshiping. No distraction. That's not the time to start looking at your phone and remember your Snapchat and all of that. No, it's a holy moment. You want to get into that place of business with God where you are dancing, where you're singing, where you're jumping, where you're clapping, where you're shouting. Are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Somebody raise a loud and long shout of intentional adoration unto God. Raise it one more time. www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.